Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah, yeah. Välkommen till Real 45 podcast med Greg Hancock och mig Stefan Gunnell. Först ska vi säga att ni måste kolla in titanofsmutsextrem.com Eller vad säger du Greg? Are you recording? I'm recording. I'm just trying to do this as... Professional as you do, but in Swedish. In Swedish, that was awesome. Titanavsmutsextrem.com Heightensofdirtextreme.com That was awesome. So there you go, Titans. You guys know how to say your own name in Swedish now. Nu måste du gilla, dela och kommentera på den där webbsidan. Exactly, so just go in there. Like, comment, and share it. Gilla, kommentera och dela. Are we really recording right now, or is this like... We are recording. We are recording. Welcome to Real 45 Podcast, guys. Episode 27. 27. You're good at that. I've been practicing, you know. 27. 27. 27. 777. 777. Oh, yeah. 777. That's not the number of the beast. That must be the... That's Peter Pavlitsky. Piotr Pavlitsky. The Polish speedway rider. That's his number two. Is it? 777. Yeah. So that's in, in, in Polish, that is like... Sherem, sherem, sherem. Oh, sherem, sherem, sherem. I don't know how to say 777, but we can. I can ask Oscar. I think he's here. My mechanic. Oh. <laughs> we just make it up as we go along here. Oscar! Anyway. So we're in episode 27. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's get away from the 7 and 7 and 7. True. So, what have you been up to? I, I had a really kind of busy week in one way. Been racing. Finally, we're back in business, and things are kicking off a little bit in the racing scene. And I also went down, and I've been kind of traveling all over, and mm-hmm. got back to Sweden a couple of days ago. It's nice to be back here now. We're getting close to the start of the season, getting settled, and opening up our our base home here, and getting you know taking out all the furniture and getting bikes ready and this and that. That is nice, I think, because it's easy to get a shot with you. <laughs> it's much more easy like that, right? Yes. So we can actually sit face to face instead of using our, our killer Zoom app, because I think Zoom... Zoom is good. Yeah, we're going to have to plug them now. Maybe we're supposed to tell... Yeah, we're not sponsored at all, but this is probably one of the best things that we've tried out. Zoom. Dot com, right? No, I think no? it's US or... Oh, maybe it was. Okay. Uh, but it's an app for the computer or in the 
in the phone. It actually, I have this CarPlay from Apple in my in my car. Mm-hmm. They actually have this app coming up in the CarPlay thing in my in the screen in the computer, so I can sit in my car and record this thing. I think if you have the the computer version. Seriously? I think so. I remember you when you were in the states in the winter. I think one of the car you guys rented had the car apple carplay yeah. in it you that's the first time i had been in a car that had it you showed me how it worked and again maybe the android versions are there too right but yeah i'm pretty impressed with that whole system it's perfect it is and for someone like me oh yeah we'd come in a spirit bike too <laughs> car, bike play bike play, Apple bike play. <laughs> no, i think so but this zoom thing is really it's impressive. It works really good and it's easy to record and we can see each other and affordable too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you say, the, doing these audio podcasts the way we do it right now is, you know, a lot of it we're having to grab our guests from different parts of the world uh, yeah. at various times. So it's so simple. They can download the app. We can see them face to face. You get the facial expression. You get the real time uh, feeling, you know. Yeah, and last time when we have when we had a tie on it, mm-hmm. he called us, like a local area code, phone call, and we just got him into that. That I'd say that was pretty impressive. That was cool, and it actually came across pretty good too, right? Yeah, I think so. Of course, you can hear that it's not the same quality as the sound, but no. But speaking of that, we did have a pretty cool contact there from those people in australia who yeah. have offered what was it m33 productions or something what was m3, the name of it? M, m3 or have, m33 yeah. i don't remember right now but a really cool thing that he offered to help us out to fix the sound in this yeah podcast it was, it was pretty cool i mean our we're so professional with our our normal productions you know but it's nice when people can help <laughs> exactly <laughs> no of course we no. know that we need some help for sure. All jokes aside, that was very kind. I, I didn't get his name in the email there, but you forwarded that to me, which was really cool. So yeah, uh, it, it was very kind of him to, to do that. So we thank you. And uh, We haven't just got back to him yet because we haven't got the time yet. No, that's right. But uh, he might just be hearing from us soon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, and we have to say his name now. Absolutely. The thing was, what was cool was he said that him and his wife tend to listen to the podcast on their way to work in the morning. Yeah. And, and that's where they started. They had a few times where they, they felt like some of the audio wasn't that, uh, wasn't that great. So they wanted to, they just wanted to help us out to make it better. And we get rolling doing our daily stuff and we think, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Push. Yeah. Send. <laughs> Publish. Let's go for it. We're making the best we can on these things, but we, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's right. The guy's name is Mick Fillinger. Fillinger. Yeah. M33 Productions. Right. All the way from Australia. Do we know what part of Australia he was from? Does it say on his email? Or? No, just uh, Australia. Ah. Anyway. It's really cool. It's, he thank ha- you, Mick. He has this Instagram account so you can watch his works out. It's at M33 mm-hmm. Productions. Check it out and we will, yeah. We will see what happens. Absolutely. Thanks again, man. We really appreciate your interest and feedback. We always say, please send questions, comments, or yeah, <laughs> like something like this. Yeah. We, of course, we need help. Yeah, we do. So, uh, and everything that can be better is 
It's good. That's right. Speaking of having a lot of things to do, I'm, I haven't been able to, to join you with this week's guest. No, as we, we just started to say there too, Magnus Frodig from the yeah. MX World Collection. It's a motocross and speedway museum down in uh, Småland in Sweden, Vimmerby, the home of the famous Pippi Longstocking. Oh yeah, Pippi Longstocking. No, Pippi Longstocking. Is it? Pippi Longstocking. Oh yeah, of course. What did you call her? Long's room? Longstrump. Longstrump. What's it? Oh, Longstock. Long socks. Long socks, yeah. <laughs> Pippi Long socks. <laughs> it, she's, uh, obviously everybody, pretty much everybody in the world knows who Pippi Longstocking is. Mm-hmm. And the creator of that Pippi Longstocking series, saga, story, Astrid Lindgren. It was all uh, created and produced down there, filmed and produced down there in Vimmerby. Yeah. Well, Astrid Lindgren's World, which is like the uh, the fun park and everything that they've created um, over the years for the Pippi Longstocking, uh, Emil Lindeberg, yeah. and uh, all that whole series produced by her, where you come out of Astrid Lindgren's World, literally the exit where you pull out of the parking lot, runs you smack into the MX World Collection Museum. I oh. mean, <laughs> almost right That's, into his driveway. I just heard a lot of this MX Museum, and it's so cool. It's it's really cool, and I've, you know, Magnus and I have become friends over the last three and a half years. Uh, I was introduced or, or uh, mentioned, his name was mentioned to me by Jeff Nielsen, my mm. my former mechanic and great friend here from House de Vique. Uh, said that I should contact Magnus because he might be interested interested in putting a speedo bike in his motocross museum. So it was purely motocross from day one with his interest, and uh, eventually I I made a trip, which you'll hear in the in the story that I had with with Magnus, and he and I became friends. He's now become more than just a friend; he's a sponsor. He's a uh, he's a huge investment to the speedway world. We can say it like that. He's put in so much time money effort and help to the speedway world uh, people might know him a lot mainly because of what he did for darcy ward during when darcy was injured and he ended up um, purchasing a lot of darcy's equipment running charity events and things like or charity uh, uh, auctions and stuff mm-hmm. like that that he was involved with where he pretty much bought a lot of all the suits that were made with the Darcy design for for one Grand Prix that we all rode in, yeah. and uh, I think he's got a majority of those suits, and all the money went to Darcy, you know, and his his foundation there that or, or uh, fund that they put together for him. So Magnus kicked off something big there, and he just gives back constantly, and he's an all around good guy, you know. He's got a, a very interesting story that we didn't go too deep into his whole background mm-hmm. because. Obviously, you couldn't be there, and I wanted you to be there to interview with me because there's so much about this guy that's fascinating. But that uh, is cool. Maybe we have some other time that we can go down there and, and talk to him again. For sure, he even agreed to that. So oh. we will do that, and you'll get a kick out of it. But um, he was, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a very cool guy, and he was probably a little nervous to to do the podcast, but he jumped at the option to do it. However, once we got there, he, he just, I remember him putting the earphones on and stuff and going, I hate the sound of my own voice. 
We all know how that is, that's it, that is from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And look at us now. I mean, we love ourselves. Yeah. I mean, self-love like is so important. <laughs> <laughs> but Magnus has got a wonderful family and a beautiful, beautiful house. What he's built for himself and what he's done with, uh, with his museum. He's also got a, a, built a massive kids' fun center, Cales Lecolacho, it's called. Wow which is right across the street from this part. So you drive out of Astrolinger's world, right past the MX world, right into Cales Le Galacho <laughs> before you can actually get on the main road to get out of town. So, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had in that part of town. So check it out if you ever pass by the Vimmerby area. So Yeah, we should absolutely do that. But he has speedway bikes and he has... Motocross bikes. He's got a Ferrari or two. Or two. And a couple of other cars that are very nice, nostalgic, and that yeah. is that is he's, cool. He's got a lot of toys, man. He's it's really fun to be there. It's just yeah, he loves he's he's kind of a four wheel guy mm -hmm. as well. He's done some racing, Ferrari Cup racing, wow. and he's pretty crazy in the out in the dirt in the in the forest out there with a with a Subaru and Prieza and. Oh. And uh, I told him he has to he has to take me for a ride the next time I go there because I've heard some stories that he uh, he likes to get sideways out there, so even in the snow. Oh, that that sounds fun. So it's pretty cool. It's it's really fun to be there. Does does he uh, have his own airplane? No, no airplanes. Not that I know of, anyway. Maybe he's got a drone or some something like that. But um, maybe he flies a lot anyway. He flies. Yeah, he flies a lot. I fly a lot. You do? I fly a lot. I fly a lot with lot. With Polish lot. lot. Yeah. Or oh, the Polish, the the Polish. The Polish airline is called airline, lot. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking of that, you're you're walking me right into this. This is awesome. You're good. You're good. Actually, I had an email. When you say lot, I have to tell you about this. I don't even know if I've given you the whole info. I had an email from the Zhezhov. My Polish team mm -hmm. in 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 Poland. My Polish team in Poland. Yeah, they're from Poland. Zhezhov Jajonka Airport. An email came through. It's an invitation. Zhezhov Jajonka Airport and Lot Polish Airlines cordially invite you guys mm -hmm. to attend the inauguration of the new direct flight from Zhezhov to the New York route which takes place on Monday, April the 30th, 2018 at 9.30 a.m. So for security reasons, you have to uh, confirm so they know who you're coming and what have you. But which I have confirmed that I will be there because this is, it's not often you get an invitation to, <laughs> to the inauguration of a, of, a, uh, of a new route that's getting launched. That is awesome. Super awesome. So, Wow. We have to go there. We have to be there. And I'm not sure. I'm waiting for more information to come about this. But, you know, this is really cool. So they, so. Will, they will have a direct flight from, from Zhezhov. Zhezhov to New York. Yep, to Newark. Newark. LaGuardia. So, and, and the president of the airport, which I've met now and had a quick conversation with him about all this, Apparently this, I mean, this is pretty cool because this airport used to have a nonstop routing to, to New York. I believe it was New York. Mm -hmm. And it disappeared. And they've, this airport has been fighting for this route to come back, as I understand it. 
and they've been bugging Lot to to do something about it for a lot of years because allegedly there are for some reason this part of Poland this district tends to have a lot of families that go back and forth or have family members who live in Newark that part of the U.S. where a lot of uh, different parts of Poland they go to Chicago or not exactly sure where else but I mean it seems that there's a lot a, a massive Polish population in the U.S. anyway but Chicago and this Newark area seems to be rather large. Cool. So um, they got this flight finally agreed. They're going to fly the Dreamliner airplane in and out of there, the new aircraft. So I, you know what? That I'm a little bit of a plane freak. I like yeah. planes. I'm always fascinated with what makes them tick, what makes them get off the ground, how they get off the ground. And the new Dreamliner, everything about the Dreamliner, I'm totally fascinated with. It's such a rad airplane. For numerous reasons, so uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to just go in there. We can get inside there and see how it, how it looks. Yeah, I want to push some buttons and put on some earphones and like just pull back on the. Yeah, sit in the cockpit then. Yeah, <clears throat> I own this thing. Yeah. So I mean, getting something like that, you know, to get an invitation. That is awesome. It's like an invitation to the White House. Almost, pretty much. I mean, you're, you know, it's, it's. Have you have you ever speak to a president like a U.S. president? No, I've never spoken to him. <laughs> and and uh, have you met him? Our current president, I doubt that I'll ever speak to him either. But you never know. Thing is, you know. No. I did listen to a podcast recently with huh? on Lance Armstrong had a podcast and he was uh, he was talking about. I keep talking about Lance Armstrong, but. I've been, listening. Yeah, I've been listening <laughs> to his because he, he has some really interesting guests and he talked about recently that Jimmy Carter he's uh-huh. like 87 years old now or something and Jimmy Carter recently was spotted and they did a piece uh, on a standard Delta Airlines flight between somewhere and somewhere in the US and he was sitting in like some row 3032 D <laughs> back with all the regular people not no special treatment no first class no business class he was with everyone walked on and shook every single person's hand on the airplane whoa that's an icon right there that's Absolutely. pretty cool but um, yeah it's pretty good I, I did get no one more thing our former team manager mm-hmm. u.s team manager james easter from from years back he was uh for the u.s team he took care of all of us for a lot of years and he as recently was going through some of his files. In 1998, we won the World Team Championship. Myself, Billy Hamill, Samer Malenko, and was it Ronnie? No, not Ronnie. It wouldn't have been Ronnie then because he had been injured. But um, there was, I got to look back here. Who was in the team? I, should, I feel bad about this now. I should know this, right? Yeah, but no, me. <laughs> but anyway, we, we uh, when this thing took place, um, it was, hang on a second. No, it was only three riders. I'm sorry. It was only the three of us. Because oh. that year, the World Team Cup had been changed from a five-rider format to a three-rider. Oh. Two riders and one reserve. So it's more like a pairs event. But And Billy Helm and I won it that year in Boyens, Denmark. And uh, Sam was the reserve rider. Oh. But our federation had written to the White House... Uh, to inform them of our success. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we got a letter back. 
from the White House, from President Clinton, on January 27, 1999, is when we received a letter. Mm -hmm. And the letter was actually dated for December the 9th, 1998. It's got on the top, the White House, Washington, the date, December 9th, 1998. I am delighted to congratulate the members of the USA team on winning the 1980, sorry, 1998 World Speedway Championship in Denmark, which should have been the team, but that's okay. Uh-huh. You all can take pride in this important achievement and in the strong commitment to teamwork that made it possible. I applaud you for the skill, energy, and determination that brought you this hard-earned victory. Best wishes for every success. Signature Bill Clinton. That is amazing. So super amazing, and it kind of makes the hair stand up on your back and gives you the chills and yeah. and uh, respect. So I, I'm that's pretty that cool. Is I'm, yeah. yeah, you know these are kind of things. I've had a long career so far and and had some a few good runs, you know. And uh, these are the kind of things you can look back on and go, "Whoa, this was rad." So James Easter, thank you for for uh, putting that back in front of me just to remind me of. Um, the great things that we've had the chance of doing in the past and the achievements we've had. So, uh, and thank you, Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill 45 right there. What if I could get Bill to join us on the podcast? Oh. All about that six people away. Yes. How can we fix that? Bill Clinton. If somebody knows or have a contact with Bill Clinton, we will want him on the podcast. I want him on the Real 45 podcast. And we, we, you know what we can do? We can produce this letter in front of him. Yeah. And we won't say anything. We'll make him sign his name. And then we'll compare the signatures and make sure it's his. Oh, true. We want to make sure he didn't stamp it or he hasn't got some guy signing this paper. Sworn. We want the truth right here. Yeah, we want to know if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Bill. All right. Are we up for it? Sharpen your pencil. <laughs> I want you to sign your name right here. That I want your Bill Clinton. That would be awesome. He, we don't have to... If, if he doesn't have time, he can just make a call into the Zoom thing. And <laughs> <laughs> we can talk to him. <laughs> what was, what was that, that thing again? Is it six people or is it seven people? Six. Six people. Yeah. You guys might remember, we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts. Stefan had told me this thing that he had heard or he learned or he knew uh, he probably knew because he yeah. knows a lot yeah you're a pretty smart dude sometimes i'm still in the bubble <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's if you really wanted to meet somebody like you pick someone out there who you feel like you'll never meet right and you said mm-hmm. it takes like six people to get to that person yeah so somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows Someone they get a foot in the door that's tight with the president. Yeah. That should be. Yeah. They say that it, it, it works. I know, they, I know Trump pretty good, though. You do? Yeah. How? He's the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> you His phone number's You don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me, but I know him. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> I might just I might see if I can get in touch with him and see if he knows a few. So if I go to Trump first and he's got five other people, I could probably get to Clinton. Yeah, easy. So we'll start there. But if we take someone that's 
Katy Perry. Oh, right. You know her? No, but... I, I, you want to know her. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. What guy but, doesn't want to know Katy Perry, though, right? Uh, exactly. Okay. All right. So. All right. Yeah. So, so six people. To meet Katy Perry. Yeah. I, I don't know where to start, but it should be... It needs to be someone in, in the States. Hmm. Probably. You never know. No. That, that was maybe too... It doesn't need to be someone in the States because if you think about it, if you back yourself up like five or six years ago, maybe seven years ago, mm-hmm. and you wanted to meet Tiger Woods like seven years ago. Oh, yeah. Then could who, be... who would you have called? Jesper Probably... Bar- Varnavik. Yeah, of course, yeah. You would but I don't know him. But he's Swedish, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. We have the connection right there. Right there. He's Swedish. So yeah. you would start there. And Elin, his ex, mm-hmm. she was Parnavik's oh, au pair yeah. or nanny or something. Nanny, yeah, Isn't yeah, it something like that? Yeah. Isn't that the way the story goes? Yes. So that's three, two people. She's also Swedish. She's also Swedish, yeah. So I could call her directly. Yeah. You're halfway there, man. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> and she probably knows... Katy Perry. She probably does know Katy Perry. Even Dumb? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works anyway. <laughs> simple this is. So, uh, um, yeah. So, Bill Clinton and Katy Perry. We got... Yeah. We got it. We're going big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next thing. We're going to start with Magnus. Exactly. We should listen to the, the talk that you had. We should. Right now. It was really cool. I met him at the museum first. We had a little quick chat there, and then we went over to his house, which is absolutely beautiful, what he's got there. And he's got a really nice uh, little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but a nice little place where he keeps some of his special cars. It's, uh, it's pretty cool, but um, listen to Magnus. Tell us what you think. And thanks again for listening, everybody. Thanks. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. See y'all. Oh, remember... Oh, yes. Comment, share, and like. Like us at uh, Facebook or Instagram at Real45 Podcast. That's it. Here comes Magnus. See you guys next week. See ya. Well, I had the chance to have a sit down with with a guy who many of you guys don't really know, but he's become a, a friend of mine. He's become a sponsor of mine. He's become quite an avid person in the world of Speedway. So, uh, Magnus Rodick, thanks for joining us on the Real 45 podcast. How you doing? Thank you. I'm fine. And that's good. We, uh, we love to get new guests on the show, on the episode or on the podcast, wherever you want to call us. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many of these episodes you've listened to, but I'm pretty sure you've heard them all, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, uh, so anyway, Magnus... This podcast is becoming quite fun for us, and I think a lot of people are starting to get more and more interested in it as we grow and and try to come up with new ideas and concepts and give the people something fun to listen to. But we, for us and for me partic- in particular, is the whole thing is about kind of getting to know people and and what makes them tick or where do they come from, what do they do, and 
you know, you and I have uh, had a few years of getting to know each other now, and I've seen what you've done with the MX World Collection, the museum, and and of course even with the the Cadillac Lecolaccio for the kids that you guys have built, and uh, you've you've done some pretty cool stuff in in the town of Vimmerby here in Sweden, which also is also known as Astrid Lindgren's stomping ground, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pippi Longstocking, where yeah. she came from, but. Um, Tell us about Magnus. I mean, you know, obviously we know you have this beautiful museum of motorcycles, this huge collection, and I know a lot about what you've done, And uh, but I think a lot of people out there, they don't know. They only see all these rad bikes and the stuff, the, the killer collection of bikes you got and information or um, uh, Darcy Ward's collection, for instance, and then Tony Rickardson's collection that you've... That you've um, uh, brought over to the museum now. What got you into this? I mean, tell us about Magnus Rode. Where did what, what got you into? What makes you tick, man? Where do you come from? Are you from the moon? Yeah, I think so. No, uh, I don't know what to say. But uh, it started to that I uh, I started to restore bikes and uh, more bikes and more bikes. It's uh, it's like a disease collecting bikes and uh, uh, and then you want uh, you want uh, to collect uh, more special bikes like like factory bikes or or bikes with a history yeah so now I got about uh, 340 bikes in the museum 340 yeah and and then uh, it also, I also name it as a Speedway Museum now. Since since I met you, I've been at every Grand Prix for three and a half year, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then I, I'm, I'm more into Speedway now than uh, than motocross. So I collect everything. As you remember, all your bottles are disappearing after the <laughs> races. The champagne bottles. Yeah. And you, uh, I can also say, like when we first met, or the first trip that I did down to the museum, when I met you the first time and learned about it, did you have like 200 bikes at that stage? Or was there even more? I had 200 in my head for some reason. Yeah, I think it was 180, <coughs> I think. And now you got 340 in three and a half years. How many of those are speedway bikes? I think it's about around 40, 45 speedway bikes. Is that how many are in the museum now? Yeah. That many? Yeah. Just being in there again today, you know, you you, you walk around and, and I've been there a number of times over the years and you've given me the tour at least twice. I've done most of the tour with you where you've given me the... We've never spent like hours in there, but you've always kind of run me through and given me the, the basic rundown yeah. of all the generations of the Husqvarna's and everything else that you got with all the nostalgic bikes as well as the championship bikes from various rad athletes around the world, you know. Yeah. So going through again today, and then you start pointing something, and we were there obviously with your, your brother-in-law, and uh, he's like, Greg, haven't you been here before? And I'm like, yeah, I have, but... When you have someone like Magnus with your your interest in motorcycles, and you've obviously go through that museum quite a lot and do your tours to educate people on the bikes, you actually don't can't take it all in in one time. Even if you to see all the bikes is one thing, but you have to come back 
just to really get a look at what's in there and understand what goes behind it. So now you have all these Speedway bikes and you've converted the museum a couple of times since I've known you. And the way you have it now, I mean, Speedway has a whole section of the MX World Collection. It's pretty, pretty impressive. It's really impressive. I mean, were you into bikes as a kid too, or where did you where did your love for motorcycles come from? Yes, I I was uh, competing in the in the eighties, but uh, then I stopped with everything with bikes. Uh, I was not so interested, but then around uh, can be ten years ago, I started to just to restore old bikes, and then my interest grew up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Racing, so as a kid growing up, you, you had that involvement with bikes, and then eventually things changed, and you got you went away from bikes for quite a while, right? Yeah. And went into cars, maybe amongst other yeah. things, I don't know what else... You know, yeah. Again, I've, I've learned a lot about you, but there's probably a lot of stuff I still don't know about you. However, but you had a brief run with, with cars and racing in the uh, Ferrari Challenge? Yeah, yeah. Called for, it? Uh, for three years. For th- 2007 till 2009. Rad. And then the motorcycles, you just realized that two wheels was better than four, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the same enthusiasm in driving four wheels, though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about winning, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's so, so cool. Um, your, since you and I got, uh, became buddies, uh, I obviously was informed about you through a mutual friend with Jeff Nielsen who told me, uh, called me up one winter and says, have you heard about this MX World Museum, MX World Collection Museum in Vimmerby? Uh, no, I didn't know. This, this guy, Magnus, he's he's building this museum, and I've been talking to him quite a bit. He seems like a really cool guy. You should check it out. He's interested to have a bike, a speeder bike in there. Maybe you want to put one of your bikes in. And uh, that conversation didn't go uh, very far at that stage, but Jeff had asked me later when I came, like, have you talked to Magnus yet? No, no, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him. And then, yeah, through a brief trip coming down here through our, our distribution business to visit Bloom's MC, it just <laughs> almost one of your neighbors, yeah. and went in there to, uh, to talk to them about some stuff we were doing, and then he said, hey, have you been over to Magnus's place yet? And I said, no, I haven't. Where is it? Oh, you passed it coming in here. You didn't see it? No, obviously I didn't. But now when I come over, I can't believe that I didn't see it because, I mean, you can see it from the, the main road coming in. You see it everywhere. So I must have had turned a blind eye to you <laughs> when I first met you. Yeah. But going over to meet you, and I mean within minutes of meeting you, you feel like going into the museum, first of all, you're in awe because you see motorcycles and someone like me who loves bikes. Maybe I don't have the same knowledge of the history and, and what goes behind some of that material that you have which is understandable, but you're in awe and trying to just give you the few minutes of my time and say hello with, without trying to turn around and look. It's like eye candy, you know, Toys R Us for stuff in there that you can't really buy. <laughs> you can, it's, it's really cool. So, I mean, I'm, I've become 
I feel like I can be a, an easy, be a spokesperson for the museum wherever I go. When somebody talks about Husqvarna, as they talk about nostalgic bikes, or somebody's got this rad collection of bikes, and I'm like, no, have you seen the MX World collection? You should check out their website and go check out this museum. This guy's, he's intense, you know? But you have converted yourself from a motocross fanatic to a Speedway fanatic. Yeah, the, I, I, I still remember the, the first time when I met you, when you came into the museum. And uh, we were talking, and uh, and then you asked me, "Do you want to follow me to Vestavik tonight and see when I when I'm riding?" No, I th- I think Speedway is really boring. I said, <laughs> but then you you convinced me that I should follow you, and uh, yeah, since since then three and a half years ago. Yeah, it, and when when you uh, when you are so close, you can. St- stay in the pit you meet the riders and and there there are stars like you when you are what the people you are seeing watching at television and you you can be with them and and uh, some of them are quite normal <laughs> and when when you when you stay so close to the track when they're passing in over 100 kilometers per hour shoulder to shoulder it's that is action in yeah it's big difference if you see it on television you see it from a long distance mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember the look on your face being in the pits that day when you came in you came in with just uh, just that general interest just looking around or whatever and then suddenly it was like yeah you were in there with the guys and it was I was amazed because I'm you know I know you've been you've been around the world and done different many cool things with of high class standard uh, yeah. with with different types of car racing or motorcycle racing, etc. So I didn't expect you to be as uh, impressed as you were, which really makes you feel good because you think, wow, that, this is cool. Because we're we always try to sell the sport, but Speedway often gets overlooked because of other sports uh, around the world. You know, whether it's Formula One, or it's MotoGP, or it's it's motocross and Supercross, and but in you forget in Europe and in Sweden in particular, the sport is huge. So seeing your yeah. your interest was was yeah it was impressive. Yeah, and uh, the weekend after was uh, Molila Grand Prix. Grand Prix, and you 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 didn't have to ask twice if I want to come. <laughs> yeah, so, but Speedway is uh, I I met uh, met quite a lot of people and especially girls who are not interested in engines or motor, but Speedway, they can follow it, and they write in the numbers in the program, and they can be interested just in Speedway. You know, and now you've been to Poland too, and you've seen Grand Prix racing in Poland, you've seen Grand uh, League racing in Poland, and the... Uh, ratio between men and women in in Poland is even higher like that I mean it's a little bit more level I should say so to see the amount of kids in Sweden the amount of girls that come to the races it's not like it's not a man's sport total of course men love it and they love the smell they love the dirt they love the the atmosphere and everything but it's impressive to see women and hearing you say that those are the kind of things you we maybe overlook a lot of this stuff and we just it's just part of the show for us right we see it all the time but then when someone like you comes in and says i'm impressed with the amount of girls that are here the amount of women yeah. and then you then it opens your eyes to like 
yeah, actually, this is it is a family sport. It's not just all tailored to one audience or one age group. Mm-hmm. We would like to see more. You know, we could probably make another podcast out of talking about that part, right? Mm-hmm. As we were discussing today and what your plans are for Deck on a Speedway and um, the way they want to grow and try to attract more of the, the younger audience as well because it's a, it's a sport that kind of stays with people from way back. And we want to get the youngsters away from their computers and away from their cell phones and away from their social media and come to the track and then put everything on their social media when they're, when they're there. So um, anyway, this is, this is a great thing. And even in Poland, you see even more women there at, the, at a league match that are there dressed like they're going out for the day. It's not just like they got T-shirt and jeans and their, and their sneakers on. They got, they're dressed with a nice dress or like trousers and a nice shirt and, and high-heeled shoes or whatever. They're like there for, it's a day out. Yeah. So um, sometimes we need this reality check to realize that actually this sport is pretty darn cool and it's, it's, uh, it's big. It should be bigger. But moving on now, I mean, you've obviously your involvement has grown a lot from from that time when we met, and it was a Grand Prix in Molilla, and you we, we got you to, to take a, tu- a tour through the pits with us, and the MX uh, World Collection. I'll keep saying the name so people understand it when they look at it. But if you haven't seen it on my racing suits, you've I'm sure you've seen it around in the pits, or in, and it's starting to show up around a lot. Uh, the name MX World uh, through the charity stuff that you've been doing with with the sport in particular all the things you did for Darcy Ward I mean uh, during his injury through the involvement with with uh, Monster and everything you were massively influential in helping to uh, help Darcy to to uh, get to a as good a position as he can be in and the way things are going today and a lot of investing in, in his writing stuff that you've put into the museum. And if people, if you haven't seen this museum and you're coming to Sweden for a Grand Prix or you're coming for uh, a Swedish league match, I encourage you more and more and more to come and check this out because these kind of things are not seen around the world. Some people have a little bit of this or a little bit of that, but he's got a lot of everything and you won't be disappointed. So make a trip through Vimmerby on your way to, to Molilla and check it out MX World Collection but Magnus is now he's he's massively involved with me with my my Grand Prix campaign he does a lot of stuff for us and helps us with he's not just a sponsor he's a he's he's a partner in our group and he does a lot he offers a lot of advice he's there to help us and and do many different things that we don't need to go into today but He's also stepped it up now is working with one or two clubs around Sweden, but mainly now with Dakona in uh, Molilla, the team that I'm riding for this year. So it's kind of like a win-win for me, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope it is for you, too. <laughs> so what what brought that on? What? How did you get involved with Dakona in that way? I, 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 I think it's... Uh, it, uh, it depends on that our home track it's quite close where I live and uh, the people in the club are quite open and they invite me and uh, yeah we get more and more friends and I help I help uh, Dakana 
Dakana helps me. They stop by with all riders. I I make uh, make make lunch when they are passing for a for a match in uh, in another city, and they yeah they stop by and uh, I can also invite the people come and meet the riders from Dakana. So we we help each other and. Uh, that's really, really nice. To uh, to just to there, I I I I remember when I was a kid, or even <laughs> even before I met you, how it was. Wow, there is Greg Hancock, and and now the kids can come to the museum, come and meet uh, for you, for example, or Ty or uh, or Chris. Uh, that, that it's very big for these guys and I, I think it's very important for keeping the sport alive that they, they can come close to it also. That's one of the things, just one of the many things that I so admire about what you're doing because this is not all about just doing something to better the sport it's doing something or just something to better to get people to your museum you're actually creating a network of getting people doing things together that's helping it's not just helping the sport you're helping the media you're helping the the kids uh whether it's a, a kid's school and things like that you're you're interacting everybody with all the different projects you do so nothing is is pretty much uh, tailored to one area and it's it, it's like I'm I'm always working. Even if I go to to a Grand Prix, I I always think about what I'm what I can do for make the sport more popular. I post on social media to make the the sport grow, and and also for the Swedish matches. There is uh, there is always something behind. What can we do for for make the make the sport more popular and get and just just thinking of myself. I think everything opened when I come into Speedway, and I, I got so focused. It 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 was only Speedway, Speedway, Speedway for me, and I I want everybody else. To also get that special feeling, yes, uh, it's special. Your enthusiasm for it is what gets someone like me even you know f- makes me feel good about what I do even more. So I love what I do anyway. But when you talk to someone like you and you can hear you get into it, and you as soon as you walk into the pits of a Grand Prix or you walk into the pits of a, a league match or something, you can see that you're you kind of scan the area in one way and just check it out to get a feel for it. And then you you get ideas, and maybe nothing will be said then. But then I've had you know various times where we meet somewhere or have a chat on the phone, and you say, you know, I was thinking about this, like they do at that particular track, the way they do this. Don't you think it would be neat if they did something like this or did something like that? And you bounce ideas, or you just put an idea into our heads. So in one way or another, you start to run with it. Somehow it starts to go, and. One idea which I really like that you've had, which I find very fascinating, and this is not something that can be solved overnight, but I know that you've 
mentioned it, and I don't want to make any issues for anybody, but Swedish Speedway runs on Tuesday evenings, and we've talked about this numerous times, and I really support you on this uh, thought for a future is the races start at 7 p.m., and they're not finished until around 9 p.m. 9.30. Typically, right? So on an evening like that, on a Tuesday evening, that becomes a very late evening, and it becomes very difficult for kids with school. Even though a majority of the season is in the summertime, there is still that time before, that time after. If the races were two hours earlier, what you could do before, what you could do after, when the races are over, you still have the evening left either to grab food somewhere, the kids get home on time, or events at the track that could take place too, and um, like uh, like Frank, he's five years old, and Speedway is, is everything for him. And and after half ma- match, he's so tired. Oh, Daddy, can we go home? Can we go home? And that's when you have to load him up with more sugar and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and and then he's sleeping when we go home. But if if we if it could be a little bit earlier, he could be fit for fight the whole match, even even do something after. Yeah, yeah. You still have time to go have whatever you do. When it's the yeah. summer and you're on vacation, you have time to go grab a dinner out somewhere, or grab a drink with your friends, or a cup of coffee, or whatever you do. So, and and all, all, also for the for the mechanics to to drive back, drive home. It's a win-win all around. That, yeah. That's another discussion. Yeah. We said that too. So the races finish at 9, 9.30, and then all the guys got to load all their stuff up. They yeah. jump in the car, you know, for the guys that are based in Poland, for instance, yeah. which many of them are these days. So they get in the car, whether they're in Molilo or they're in Halstavik or, or Avesta or wherever they might be, and they're in a race to get down to try to catch a ferry at, at whatever time of the early hours of the morning so they can make it back across so they can get back to the next event or just back to home. Yeah. So I don't see any negativity with this whatsoever. And, no, and, I, and I would come home at 8 o'clock and after the game I'm home at 8 and uh, I still can do something at home. Probably like cleaning the floors and washing the windows and stuff. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all those those manly things that we like to do when we get home yeah. instead of just turn the TV on watch the game <laughs> yeah. no no I'm but with you I, not, that's I not I think it it would be it would be better for for everyone I think I I I think it it uh, could bring more people to the games because then they still can go home and do normal things that they do at home you still have the evening. Like yeah. I said, there might be a series on TV you'd like to watch or something like that For yeah. that normally keeps... Yeah. That might be the thing that always keeps your partner from following too, right? So yeah. whether it's a man or a woman or whatever, it just they, they don't want to miss their show on or... Ah, I guess you can record everything, but still. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a quick fix. That's something that's going to take time. And mm-hmm. I know you've already presented this. So uh, hopefully that... Uh, it might be a topic for uh, for discussion in the future. That would be great. We'll see. I think people should spread that word. That's a that could work all around, even for 
some of the Speedway stuff, I, the Grand Prix stuff, I think can be could be a future discussion because it's uh, maybe that's harder with television and everything that they have going. But there are some things that you know every other sporting event takes place in the middle of the day. So why why do we have to be in the evenings? Speedway under lights looks great. The speedway during the day is pretty cool too. I like yeah. the daytimes. Yeah. Anyway, you have big plans for DAC under this year. I've seen some of the things that you guys are. Yeah, I mean, you've become almost like a partner in the club and helping them with a lot of things. And in return, obviously, they're helping you too. But uh, it's going to be fun. And I think the people, when they see DAC on our, see Molel on TV, or if you're there yourself to see, I encourage you to come and watch races and check it out because uh, there seems to be a lot of hype uh, building for this year. And for me, I've changed clubs for the. Uh, fourth time in my career so um, or actually I should say the third time it would be officially would that be right yeah officially the third time so I haven't done that that much in the, all the years I've been racing here which isn't that many but we don't need to talk about that <laughs> but that's going to be it's going to be cool they, I have Peter Carlson as my boss so to speak who's a guy who we've made fun with each other for the last Four years or five years of saying, uh, "Don't you re- don't you retire?" Because if you retire, then I have to retire. So we kept on going, but then he went and retired. So, but I can't retire. He he retired too young, but he didn't really though because he's still involved. So now he's going to be my boss, and he's going to try to tell me what to do. But I don't listen. So, I mean, who is he? Peter Carlson. It's just that. Guy. Farmer boy. Farmer boy. Yeah, we can call him a lot of things. Yeah. You know, we did a podcast with him and and Mick and Max now. Back in the, yeah. you should listen to that one. So yeah. <laughs> we make fun now. <laughs> PK's a. I love that guy. I love him and his brother both. They've we've been our careers have have run parallel right up to today. You know, and and uh, to have him as a boss, I could have worse bosses. Yeah. That's for sure. And. We've had so much fun on on the phone, with emails, text messages. Uh, you know, there's the serious part too. But uh, they get me so excited. They've invited me to do a lot of things with the club and and be involved, which I'm I'm super impressed with. That they, um, you know, I've done some cool stuff with all the clubs, but these guys are doing it a little bit different. So uh, I look forward to the season. It's going to be really really fun. I only want to back up now real quick and just have a small recap on your, your museum. For everybody out there that's only seen it, to come and check it out, you have, can you tell us a little bit about the, the small collection of bikes you have? <laughs> and the main, the main body of the museum and the tours that you do, just to tell yeah. everybody so they know. Uh, um, I can start to... To tell you a little bit of the about the museum, there are on on the first floor there are mostly standard bikes. There is, for example, I think it's eighty-eight different Husqvarna's, mm-hmm. and then we have Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, and a lot of different uh, brands. Second floor, there is mostly bikes from the 
from the Grand Prix. There are special factory bikes. There are about 10 or 11 world champion bikes. And of course, the all, speed all motocross. All yeah, motocross, yeah. yes. And then we have the speedway bikes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, I think it's 11 from Tony, Tony Rickardson. Is it 11 bikes of his up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one from you, the Lee Adams, uh, Ove Fundin. Ove Fundin is a fantastic man. I, oh, I yeah. really like him. And, yeah, and there are some, uh, yeah, we have three bites from Ivan Major. Yeah, who we've recently lost. Yeah. So yeah. we, uh, God rest his soul. I saw those today. I didn't see those there before. I didn't notice them, but yeah. that, that's maybe right now too. While everything that's uh, you know losing him, it's all fresh in the mind too. So yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah. And yeah. Egon Mueller too, right? I saw you had some stuff from Egon Mueller. Yeah. Yeah. Some trophies, and suits, and yeah, there is a lot of things. And uh, this uh, winter we have been very busy with companies that come and uh, have dinner and, and drinking and uh, guided tours and we have one couple uh, we, we really should we, we would like to have a music quiz uh -huh. yeah, yeah. no problem I arrange it so I just call and yeah you had so, a music quiz inside the museum yeah <laughs> so we, we, we do everything that's that's I like the the quiz or the sometimes on the league nights or Grand Prix nights when you haven't been able to make it to a Grand Prix for something or other and you'll have guests over at the museum and you'll yeah. play the Grand Prix and you'll do some quizzes and then we have a chat. Yeah. We tend to you tend to call me and we'll do a FaceTime chat yeah. with your group right before a Grand Prix starts or something. Yeah. I, that that was really cool. There is a lot of Maybe we had 60 guests sitting in the restaurant, and I call you on Skype, it was first, Oh, it was on Skype, that's right, yeah. On Skype. On your, and you had it on your big screen, right? And yeah, the, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, So rad. That's, you know, that somebody has the thought to do these kind of things. So you're, you know, you're giving back to the customer base or the, or the people that just come into the museum and and show that uh, you know we're linked to everything. You should you should come and check it out. It's really cool. So that's uh, anyway, guys. And you know what, Magnus does a really cool thing during the Grand Prix in Molilla on the practice day. You you guys have had a little collaboration with with Monster Energy over the last couple of years and have a great barbecue here at the museum and invite the people can come and buy a ticket to come in and have a barbecue check out the museum mingle with the riders a lot of the riders from the gp show up yeah and uh the monster shows up with their rig and puts on a show for everyone so you know yeah. if you're in the molilla area you you definitely you have to stop in and see it make it a make it put it on your bucket list and drop in and check it out so. and you know what i'm gonna say thank you magnus i appreciate you opening your doors we're at your house now and and, uh, you know, you have a busy schedule. I know you're off to do something with a, another help with a, one of the local schools in the area to do something to help with their kids and things you're going to do with them. So yeah. thank you, man, for your time. And I uh, hope we can get you back on the podcast in the near future. Yeah. Thank sure. you, Greg. You got it. See you soon, man. See you.
Welcome to Real 45 with Stefan and Greg Hancock. We vibe out and have real talk, so tune in and check this out. Yeah, today is a new day. Let's season now and get hype. We talking about our careers, our family, and just life. Yeah, share my story with you. Inspiration like every day. Real 45, we gon' keep it live. I keep episodes on replay. Hey, Real 45. Yeah, Real 45. Show them how we do it, man. Yeah.